Hey guys, so we're having a bit of a break now between season three and season four. A lot of great stuff happening in season four, it's very exciting. But what we're going to do in the break is we're not going to leave you alone and out in the lurch. We have had a number of people email in with lots of questions. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to answer some of those top questions that we get and try and give the best advice I can based on the lessons that we've got from people who've come on the show. So let's get straight down to it. Probably the top question we get, this is number one, is how do you capture an investor's attention and how can you ultimately get their money? Okay, and get them to invest. So the simple answer to this is really easy, is when you talk to an investor, don't spend too much time talking about the problem. It seems a bit counterintuitive, but a lot of people spend time talking about their problem and their solution. They're not buying your problem, sorry, your solution. What they're buying is the investment opportunity. So you have to paint the picture of how your business is going to make a better return and a more likely return than everyone else they speak to. And then secondly, you've got to make yourself look incredibly compelling and credible to the point where they believe that you are going to be the ones to deliver on that promise. So my big piece of advice there is you have to make sure you position yourself as someone who has thought through every single possible challenge and has a really big vision about where you're going to get to. So make sure those numbers are big. Make sure your market is big. Make sure it's a believable path to get there. And when they come back with objections, you're going to know what those objections they're going to be because you've probably had them with other investors as well or other people you've spoken to. So make sure you prepare for those and make sure you sound very convincing when you answer them. Credibility goes a long way, but the thing that goes the furthest is excitement. So make them feel excited about the return they're going to get on their investment. Question two, how does investment work and what are the stages? That's a really good question. When I started Stakestar, I had literally no idea. But let me try and break it down to you. What they're called is the first one is uh, friends and family. That's really early on. That would be like your mate might give you a couple of grand to build a website or your parents might give you a bit of money so you can take some time off to do this venture. That's very, very early stage. That's really while you're sort of creating the idea and getting things going. And then we move into the angel stage. And they're called angels because... They're sort of sent from above to try and help you turn this idea into something. So that's the super early stage. And angels tend to invest pre-traction, pre-product. It's super early. Um, I think the earliest I've ever invested is like before someone's even got a website, you know, so super early, really conception stage. And that tends to be up to about maybe like £150,000 in something called an SEIS round, Seed Enterprise Investment Scheme. It's a scheme we have in the UK where people can get a return on their investment if things go wrong and get some tax breaks as well. So it's pretty good um, time to invest. You get up to £150,000 as a company. And then you move into this new area, which is called pre-seed. So think of um, everything from seed onwards as, sorry, before seed, as in you're paying to build something, and then from seed onwards to so series A, B, C, and D, and so forth is to scale it. So what happens at pre-seed is that you might be pre-product, you might be pre, you know, a pre-traction of any kind, but you're already building, you're already doing something, you already have some evidence that this is going to work out. And then seed is really to get that first bit of traction, get that first product out there, okay? Get that first, um, those first 20 customers or first thousand customers of your B2C. That's the seed stage. And then think about the scale in terms of spend. Pre-seed is about, probably about up to like half a million and seed can be anywhere up to, uh, maybe as big as like two, okay? I think personally at Stakester, we did 
um, half a million in sort of angel and pre-seed and then two and a half million as seed. So the next question is, once an investor invests, what happens then? And that's a really good question because there isn't really a straight answer to this. So some investors like to be really hands-on. Okay, uh, they like to constantly add value by helping you out with lots of things. And if you have a super investor from a super sector, um, that might happen. So for example, I have a chap who used to be the MD of Techstars on my cap table, and I speak to him pretty much every week, okay, because he has a lot of experience in lots of areas. But other investors just want to put money in and not speak to you again. Um, I've certainly done that myself, and people do that quite a lot. So it does vary. And that's on the angel side. When you move into the VC side, there tends to be a um, a formal structure of reporting. They might want a board seat, which means they have a vote over things that can change within the business. They'll expect regular reporting on your performance. So you have to formalize your reporting of your metrics and so forth. And the truth is that can be a little bit laborious. Um, some people like it, but it can be a bit annoying, but it depends. My advice to you though is, this is something I've probably learned the hard way, is to make sure you ask those questions before you take the money. That may seem super privileged to be able to say, oh, I might not work with someone because they might want they might want to have too much involvement um, or they might want to have too little because I just want to take the money that's available to me. But I think in the long run, it's good to have that conviction and to understand what the expectation of you is. Because if it turns out you work with someone who's going to be on your back the whole time, it's not worth their money. Vice versa, sometimes when you're building a cap table, if it's getting a bit messy, you want to make sure that everyone on there is adding a bit more value than just money. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed that. I hope it was helpful. Um, if you have any specific questions, please do drop us a DM over at Twitter and we'll do our best to answer those. Uh, tune in next week. And I hope you guys join us for season four.